If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast in the entire world. This is Mind Pump, right? In today's episode, we answered live callers' questions after a 57-minute introductory conversation where we talk about fitness, current events, our live studies, and much more. By the way, you could check the show notes for timestamps if you just want to fast forward to your favorite part. You can also be on an episode like this one, but first you have to email us your question. So if you're interested, email live at mindpumpmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by some of our sponsors. The first one is Magic Spoon. This is a high-protein cereal that's low in carbohydrates and almost no sugar. Uh, it's also gluten-free. Magic Spoon tastes amazing, and it gives you the protein that your body needs. High protein, like legit high protein. Go check them out. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash mindpump. Use the code mindpump and get $5 off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Element. Element is an electrolyte powder that you put in your water. It's sugar-free. It's uh, flavored with stevia, but it has the appropriate level of sodium. Most electrolyte powders have too little sodium for athletes or people who eat healthy diets. Not Element. This one's got the right amount of sodium, and you can feel it when you work out. Go check them out. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash mindpump, and you'll get a free sample pack with any order. We're also running a sale right now on our Correctional Exercise Pro Mobility workout programs. MAPS Prime, 50% off. MAPS Prime Pro, 50% off. And the Prime Bundle that combines both of them but takes 30% off, you can take an additional 50% off. So if you're interested, go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code MAY50 for the 50% off discount. All right, here comes the show. Protein, it may just be the magic macronutrient. I know I used to say that it's not back in the day, but... I think I was wrong. So check this out. Let's say you eat a breakfast that is somewhat high in sugar, yogurt and fruit. Well, you're probably going to see a spike in blood sugar. And over time, that may cause, with other factors, insulin insensitivity or insulin resistance. Well, check this out. You're better off eating protein and then eating that meal than you are just reducing the sugar in that meal. That's how powerful protein is. Eat it before high sugar meals and you blunt the response even more so than if you cut the sugar out uh, of that meal. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, protein's pretty incredible. So seek it out if you want better insulin sensitivity. And of course, we've already told you, it helps build more muscle, speeds up recovery, and it improves satiety, meaning it makes you feel fuller longer. So protein, search for it. It's probably going to help you with most of your goals. Protein first, kids. There you go. <laughs> Don't you, so I, I guess think, after school that uh, special or something. Isn't that wild? Breakfast, if you have a, a, a high sugar breakfast or meal, oh. if you eat protein before, it's better than if you just lower the sugar. Well, I think that- yeah. uh, Crazy, right? Bre breakfast in general is a really tough one for most people to get high protein. It's just most of it's centered around carbohydrates. Your traditional cereals, uh, toast, bagels, donuts- uh, waffles, pancakes. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like it oatmeal. was like uh, dinner's dessert they just recycled for breakfast? <laughs> what? It's all like cakes and He's right. Fucking, you know what I mean? He's like, right, I, bro. It's uh, weird. You're literally having cake for breakfast, but now it's pancake. I know. This is so okay. This is like a battle at my house right now because we, we let Max have pancakes a lot. And I'm like, honey, I know that like uh, he and were their protein pancakes gluten free. Like we make okay. a, better, okay. a better, a better, better, better version, yeah, a better yeah. version. But I do explain to her. I was like, you do know this is just like cake, right? I mean, it's literally, it's just, it's rebranded. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that we're giving our yeah. son cake for breakfast. They didn't even try that hard. It's 
Cake is the name. It still said cake. Yeah. It still yeah. says cake. Cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it literally is. It's what Muffins. it is. Yeah. Flour, egg, and sugar. I mean, no, it's you know, the same thing. You know, it's funny. So the, the whole processed food revolution, um, when it started, the, the meals that got hit the hardest was breakfast because breakfast is the meal that people tend to have the least amount of time, mm -hmm. right? Wake up. Oh, got to get to work. Kids get ready. You don't want to spend time cooking anything. Yeah. So that was one of the first meals to become almost fully processed, um, mm -hmm. you know, for a while. Cause it used to be, it used to be breakfast. You got up and, and mom it was a big cooking. ordeal. Yeah. It yeah. was like, you really looked forward to this huge display of, of food. No cereal, cereal. Boom. That was one of the first things that, um, hit the market as a, as, as processed food. Yeah. Um, and cereal is almost always sugar or carbohydrate based almost always. Mm -hmm. Um, well now we have companies like magic spoon now, right? Which yeah. is totally oh, yeah. flipping it on its head. Well, yeah. How many grams of sugar in total in that? There's hardly anything. Barely anything. No. Yeah. It's like two grams. Doug, what is the, what is the cereal market look like dollar wise? Just let me, curious. Let me find out. Yeah. I'm just curious of like how, how, how big of it. I know it was, I don't know if it's, and I, I'd be curious this one, what is it dollar wise per year? And then also, is it on the rise or decline? Any guesses? The cereal market? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think cereal, since we've been, since we were kids, do you think it is? It has to have taken a hit, don't you think? That's I feel like it has too. That's, because just because of competition from other. I don't know. Breakfast I just things. my my thought is when you were a kid, I just felt like it was talked about more, it was praised more. Yeah, you, you think of the a lot the, more commercials, commercials that were everywhere. super famous. I yeah. like when I think of like childhood commercials, I can think of like so many cereal commercials in comparison. What to about those. like the, today? It doesn't it doesn't seem. What that about way. the most epic ones that were just? I mean, looking back, was just a lie. Wheaties. <laughs> Wheaties, Cheerios, uh -huh. but Wheaties like, was like great for your heart. Like yeah. it's all oh, it's like the whole the whole. Well, yeah, they highlight like Olympic athletes and like it was like a, a sort of a, an accomplishment, right, to get on the box of a Wheaties box. That like, was a that big was deal. A big deal. Yeah, but, it was like a trophy. How much? Doug? So the global breakfast cereal market size was valued at thirty six point five billion <sighs> in twenty twenty one and expected to grow at a compound annual great uh, growth rate of three point seven percent. Yeah, but okay, that's, so that's now, global. Okay, I wonder if the U.S. is different though, because this just could be that the that okay. There's look, there's the, oh, that's just from twenty. That's the projection. Oh, well, so, that's U.S. No, that says U.S. So breakfast. go back, Doug. So tell, look back to uh, in your your time and our time. Oh no, what does that okay, say? Okay, that, so that's Andrew on the screen now. Oh, it's okay. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. This is just adding to what Doug was saying. So U.S. thirty six five billion dollars in twenty twenty one is expected to grow at compound annual growth rate. So it's three point seven percent. Yeah, twenty twenty two to twenty thirty, and then this graph basically shows. Wow. U.S. Now is that because just purely because we're of just in people? a bubble, I guess. It's about people. Is that why? Go because is it a percentage or is it actually like a total? Because dollar amount is what it's based off of. Go back to like eighties to now. Can you do that? I'm going to comment that they're projecting it to be 107 billion by 2030. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'll find out. Here's why. I How think wrong were we? No. Here's why I think it's growing. Man. Actually, when you think about it. Okay. Let me hear. More and more people eat cereal for other meals. More and more. That kind of started in our generation. Remember, like before our generation, like you ate cereal in the morning, and then everybody's like, what "Like do you as mean? a snack or like a late night." Thing? Well, I mean, I almost never ate breakfast. I always ate cereal. You know, that's how I, the day. I I can I can count yeah. on one hand how many times I've had Magic Spoon for breakfast. It's always for dinner. It's yeah. out, or after dinner. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's sweet. Like a it, it's a sweet treat yeah. for me. It's a great. Like it, it is. It's completely eliminated my. Well, I shouldn't say completely. It, it has replaced you for the most part. No, I was gonna say for, <laughs> for the most part is replaced. 
by the way, I've heard some people have actually using Magic Spoon in like like <laughs> milkshakes and protein shakes and blending How? it. In. Oh, it's because you blend, blend it, it, turn it into a powder. Yeah, interesting. <gasps> and actually, it bumps the protein intake up, and it gives this like kind of the, you know the the crunch and flavor. Brilliant. I haven't tried it, but I've I've heard. Uh, you know what I would listeners make is uh, do uh, like a flurry or something. You know what I would make <laughs> yeah. is is uh, Magic Spoon uh, crispy treats. I wonder yeah. what that would. No, be. No, we have. I, I've seen those. I've, we've had. We've really had listeners uh, make those too. You have. Uh huh. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Katrina made them one time too. By the way, you know, for people wondering why pro high protein, like legit high protein cereal, was never really attempted before, it's because protein is expensive, and protein usually doesn't taste good. Yeah, that's it. Those are it's the two reasons. Chalky. Yeah, yeah, you don't want a high protein cereal because it didn't taste good and it was expensive. Magic Spoon tastes. It doesn't taste like a high protein cereal. It's, it's, it tastes like the kid, the stuff you ate when you were a kid. Yeah. No, no, it's it's uh, absolutely amazing. A wizard, almost no no sugar. You know what the worst cereal of all time was? Grape nuts. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was horrible. It was rocks. It's disgusting. Yeah. I, I mean, disagree. Mm. Oh, you're that was one of my favorites. No way. Did you put sugar, sugar all over? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, the oh, well, dumb yeah. sugar. All oh yeah, you gotta drown it with sugar. Well, I love the crunch. That doesn't count. I don't know. Remember those shredded wheat? It was like literally. I felt like a horse. <laughs> I I love shredded <laughs> eating wheat. hay. So I love sugar. Yeah, but did you eat shredded wheat with frosted? Yeah, frosted. Oh, you and Doug. Come on, it doesn't count. He's talking about the plain brick. Remember the big ass brick? I yeah. Honestly, might as well be a bale. I would. I because I liked shredded wheat, the frosted shredded wheat so much, I could eat that right now. The unsugared. I version. bet you couldn't. I bet if I threw a plain one in front of you, you'd oh, be, you'd be like, well, with no milk. With milk, I need to. I need to. No, milk. pour some milk on it. Yeah. By the way, you know what the oh. selling? What was the selling point back in the day for that? Helps sh- you poop. Oh, is that what it was? That was it, dude. High fiber. It. it was all about regularity. High fiber. Yeah, yeah. Fiber was really highlighted. You would see on the box, like, um, like helps you become regular. Yeah. That's Isn't the, there a popular yeah. series called Fiber like One? Like heart that's health. All that is. Yeah. And that was, that's, it's a shredder. Ironically. It's another one of those shredders. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Hey, no. speaking of milk, I have something for you. I have a study for you today. Uh, what do you got? So I, I want to actually, I should shout the girl out. I'm going to put my seatbelt on. Say, okay, so. I love uh, when Adam brings a study. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're always good though, It'll aren't good, they? Dude. Have I not brought a study that isn't like it really interesting? Because no, I rarely do it because that's not my thing, I'm right? I'm pumped right now. And I can't take credit for it. That, so uh, shout out to Elizabeth on the YouTube channel. I was going through the comments and I, and uh, somebody was commenting on uh, that they, they love hearing me tell dairy stories. You mm. know, obviously oh, yeah, they work yeah, on a farm good. or something like that. So she said something that I had to go back and fact check, and absolutely she was right. There are studies to support this and back this up, that cows that you call by name or have names produce significantly more milk. Than cows that don't have names. Than cows that don't have names. And there's studies to support that. There's a lot, actually. I actually looked it up, and there's tons of studies. Yeah. No, I I know what it is. What's that? What's your- It's just the attention, right? Yeah. I think if it has a name, you're talking to it more. Yeah, so so that's what it- Not that it has a name. The the articles and the stuff that that are touting the study are- You could call it- It's treating the animal animal (laughs) well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a correlation there. If so, obviously, if you- you know, have a name for the cow. You talk to the cow with a name so that you probably love it, take care of it, so that someone who doesn't even have a name for it mm-hmm. shocks it, kicks it, doesn't treat it well. I'm sure there's some correlation there yeah. for sure. Do you mm-hmm. know that? So just a little shout out to uh, the motherland for my parents. Um, in Italy, because they have such a strong food culture, the way that they treat their animals is so important. The way that they treat their pigs and feed their pigs and cows and how they feed their cows 
because they believe quite strongly that the way you treat the animal really determines, uh, strongly determines the flavor of the meat mm. or the milk or the cheese that it produces. Well, isn't this where, the, isn't this where like Wagyu and um, and veal and all that stuff comes from is, is the is the raising of the, the animals in these like- Yeah, Wagyu, what do they feed them? Like uh, olives and- uh, Not beer? olives. That sounds more Italian to me. Okay. So, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's uh, beer- um, some beer and maybe beer grains. Okay. Uh, there is massage. Yeah, they massage um, them, right? I think they do play music. Yeah, yeah. And they may have names. Like I think there's some too, man. You imagine there, the one cow. Imagine it. the one cow in the group that's like, guys, they're taking well, care of us because they're so going to kill it, us. Like, I, shut up, conspiracy theorists. <laughs> they love us. Look at what they're oh, giving us. Is. Like, no, you don't understand, bro. Yeah. John left yesterday. He didn't come back. Well, he went to the other place. No, 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 no. They ate him. Yeah. You conspiracy. Shut up. Don't listen to that guy. So, like, I mean, you got to think that. Uh, I mean, stress uh, affects hormone levels sure. in us animals, so like that. That has to, and you have an animal that you're in, in eating their meat, or they produce milk. You yeah. would think a, a hormone profile is going to have an effect yeah. on the byproduct meat. that that animal, right? So you would, so absolutely, keeping them in a a less stressed environment. Um, <clears throat> not only would produce more as far as milk and things yeah. like that, but also probably make a higher quality. You, you know, the whole treating animals like like terribly really was a byproduct of uh, mass production commercial oh, yeah, yeah. ridiculous farms yeah. because it's a, it's actually um, tradition for hunters. And this is all almost all hunters you'll find treat animals with tons of respect to the point where it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more common to thank the animal after you kill it, to respect it. Um, to pray over it or whatever. So so this is my positive outlook on this lab-grown meat in this direction that we're going, is that it, it's, that's going to become so cheap that it's going to, it's going to out-compete the mass farms. And then the only thing that will stick around are these more niche, yeah. small mm -hmm. farms yeah. that are you know, grass fed, no antibiotics. Like, they can just roam. And there'll be people yeah, that will, that there'll, be, there'll be a percentage of people that are willing to pay a, a very high premium of course, I agree. to get meat, real meat that's raised that way. And then everybody else who doesn't give a shit mm -hmm. that just wants the, the cheapest they possibly can, they'll go to the artificially made. So I do, that's my positive outlook and which would be great for farming and eco and all that stuff. I mean, I right? don't know because I hope that's the case. Yeah. I don't know if it would be a big enough market because uh, uh, people don't realize that like, especially grazing animals play an important role in the environment and capturing carbon and, uh, you know, eat, you know, fertilizing. Um, so I don't think it's gonna be a big enough market to replace that. Honestly. And you know, what's funny. Here's something. Now I don't know if this is a good or bad thing because you could argue both sides, but, uh, lab grown meat becomes popular and the market for actual cows and pigs and chickens becomes much smaller. I think there'll be a niche market, like you said, but I don't think it'll be a big market. That's going to mean there's going to be way less cows, chickens, and pigs on earth. Way less. Mm -hmm. Because like uh, cows exist in numbers because we breed them and we, we take care of them. Same thing with chickens and pigs. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I guess you could argue both sides. You could easily argue both sides. Yeah, because so okay, I, well, that you know, there's less of them, but they're betraying. And I well. actually think that it'll be, it won't be. I mean, it'll be small in comparison to the other side, but not in. I think like look at organic. Organic was not a thing uh, twenty years ago, really, or a little over that now. How long it's been, and you would have to go to a very specialty store to find organic anything. Where now every grocery store 
Is and that by the way, I remember watching that like it being a little section and then becoming a, a port. Yeah, but the no. price yeah. is competitive now. It used to be organic. Is it really? It's competitive. Come on, it, you pay really high prices for organic. Not like stuff. it used to be, bro. Organic used to well, be. Well, don't you think that's what it'll kind of look like? I mean, I feel I like know. the same the same trajectory. I don't know. Now. I feel like lab grown meat, when they get the processes down, is gonna be so cheap because you could grow it in a lab. You don't need lots of land. For it, I, yeah. I feel like that's going to be at some point. So right now it's expensive. Lab-grown meat's more expensive than regular meat right now. But I mean the whole commercial system where they have it now, where they're just like literally confined to these little gates and these cages and like yeah. they pump them with antibiotics and everything just because they're unhealthy. You know, it. I don't know. I, I, I like the, the idea of it disrupting that whole industry a yeah. bit. I don't know what it's going to look like, but that part of it was always gross, but it was necessary because it, look at the population numbers. It's a, yeah. it's a numbers thing. And, and to be able to like produce on that kind of volume is insane. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a, um, that's a uncomfortable truth is yeah. that, uh, okay, well, if we, if we were right now, just dramatically drop the hammer and say, none of these farms can exist in this way anymore. The cost of food will go up so high, Huge. and the people who you know, have money, you know, they could they could afford it. But those that were most vulnerable would have a big problem mm -hmm. yeah. with that. So you know, like who you know, and then the arguments like, who do you care more about? People who need to afford to be able to eat, or these animals, right? Mm. Which one? Now, Speaking people in Vito would say they're the same. So. Speaking yeah. of meat, did you see the news on Arby's? Did you see the the person that was found in uh -uh. the freezer? Wait, what? Yeah, they, they found do a dead have body. A, dead body found in the, in the <laughs> oh my freezer God. at Arby's. That's like Goonies. Yeah, and what? I think, I think that as of now, because as of the recording of this, the person is unidentified still. Pull it up, Doug. I just saw it this morning. Oh, is that wild? You don't that's want a like a, a mafia hit or something. Sounds like it. Yeah, right. Isn't that like an old school mafia? Well, it's Louisiana where it's at. Okay. Because yeah. they, they, I What's mean, it? they used to discard. Well. I've seen movies of them discarding bodies with like the pig troughs and you know chop them up. Oh yeah, you know you know that was the, like a who was that, that famous yeah, hitman? <laughs> who was that famous hitman that that, that they did? Uh, Paint houses? No, 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 no. He um, he they made movies about him. I think they called him the Iceman. Mm. And what he would do is he would kill somebody, freeze the body. Wait six oh, months. Yeah, yeah. So let it fully defrost. So it threw off the time, so they couldn't piece. It yeah, he dump it, and they couldn't connect it to the crime because it looked like the body had just died. Yeah. And then he eventually got caught because he didn't let it defrost all the way. And they saw uh, ice crystals, and they, they put two and two together. Wow. So there's a woman's body in the. In the yes, freezer. one of the employees. Oh, I thought an employee found it. I thought I read. No, it says that this uh, woman was an employee of oh. the Arby's. Oh, restaurant. I read the article wrong. I thought it was an unidentified Did body like found it? by an employee that worked there. Are you sure, Doug? You, that's, that's according to the, oh, the okay, news. Okay. Or the I wonder news. if they, they got locked in and Ooh, couldn't get out or something. Suck. Oh, my God. Ugh. Banging on the door. Yeah. Nobody can hear Ooh. you. Yeah, Bro, you think, oh, my least. God. That would be horrific. Yeah. That would be a terrible way. It may have been an accident. That's what it says. It may have been an accident. Yeah. That's horrible, okay, so man. if you got locked in a freezer like that, how long for it to probably kill you like that? Well, I know the more you move, the more likely you are to not freeze, right? Yeah, you I mean, to, like, if you move. were smart, you'd be in there doing push-ups like nonstop. Yeah, just trying to generate heat. Wow. Dude. That would suck. That's horrible. Just being locked in anything for that long would suck. Dude, okay, okay, so it takes it, a while. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Would it be, could you possibly survive 24 hours? How cold is a, so. is a big meat freezer? How cold is that? That's At least 32, thing. but I'm going to find out. It's got to so, be, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be below. How, how cold is a walk-in freezer? I mean, yeah. it seems unlikely because- It does seem unlikely. You walk the in- The next day, somebody's going to- That's what I'm saying. Can you last 24 hours? That's why I said that. If if you could last 24 hours in there- Yeah, I think it's highly unlikely, dude. I, I think it's probably a hit. It's 35 to 38 degrees. Oh. 
That's a walk-in refrigerator. Well, no, that's a, a walk-in freezer. Oh. Zero to minus ten. Oh, oh minus ten. Never mind, bro. Yeah, that was a walk-in refrigerator. And that's that's Fahrenheit. So that's like well below uh, you know freezing. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro. You're dead. So how long could you survive <laughs> yeah, in that? So look up how long could someone survive at, zero, at, at, at negative at, zero degrees Fahrenheit? Or yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Depending on how burpee. they're dressed, of course. Right. Uh, Do you know that drunk people? Uh, are more likely to freeze to death than sober people. So yeah, that makes total sense because they don't perceive and yeah. feel the. They're numb, the, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're not getting the feedback, or they the pass same. out. Yeah, and they're dead. You know, uh-huh. does that happen often? Like in like cities, like the yeah. Oh, yeah. Detroit Chicago, or something like that. Cold places. Yeah. That was a big big problem. I mean, when they they, they used to get like, you know, these these crazy um, like freeze like storms come through where like you, literally like the lake would freeze and then it would. Have you ever seen that in person? In the city. Because I've always seen that. I've only seen that on like um, news and pictures and stuff like that. Because what, what you're describing, which yeah. I think is the craziest where visual. You see it? You see it coming? Yeah, where you yeah, see like everything just the wind, freezing. The wind, the wind is blowing so hard and it's raining and it's so cold that it like freezes like that way on cars. Have you not seen that before? No. Yeah, I've yes. seen a few videos from like Canada where that was like real time. There was like freezing. Uh, like like you said, it was like moving like slowly. You actually see it. You've never seen that before. I've seen after effect, but not during. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm yeah. saying that's. What, I've only seen like pictures of that. I was asking oh, Justin because like, he's like lived out there before. If you ever like woke up and like saw a morning like that, like I've that had to be so. Crazy. I mean, yeah, there's been icicles and like on everything. Yeah, like, like sideways yeah. icicles. Like yeah. it has like sideways icicles that. on the cars and so it looks crazy. Why hate cold weather? <laughs> hate it. So I don't <laughs> have any definitive answers on negative ten. Depends on how you're dressed. Etc. But yeah. only five to ten minutes in freezing temperatures. With Whoa! A, with a wind chill factor. So in that uh, case, yeah, wind chill. But still, I mean, I would. Thing. That's so fast that even if this person, because like, what I was trying to figure out was like, okay, could this person logically have figured a way out to survive at least twenty four hours till the the next shift mm-hmm. came well, in? Think about it, though. You're up in like freezing weather. It's snowing outside or whatever, and you only have a t shirt on. Yeah. How mm-hmm. long do you think you're going to last? Not long. Not long. Not long. What's the coldest weather you've ever, coldest temperature you've ever experienced? I've been in minus, minus six or nine. Okay. Yeah, Colorado. But it was, I've told this before on the podcast that it's, I've I've been in uh, 30 degree weather or so in San Francisco and that feels colder. What? Yes. Why? Because the wind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's chill. a dry cold versus a, a, a wet cold. Oh. A wet cold like in San Francisco because the ocean and stuff right there. Is like bone chilling cold. A dry cold in like Colorado feels weird. I come down to the. I remember like days it would be like five degrees and go down to the bus stop for school and wearing like what I'm wearing right now, t shirt and sweats. Or, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Justin, you've you experienced that. You've been yeah. both been in the cold like that. Negative yeah, thirty. Oh. Yeah. It, wow. It, it punches you right in the face. Like, wow. It, it feels like and, and you you have to have down everything. Like you have to have that like feathered coat like like pants the whole thing otherwise it just literally exposes you like you're like out there like butt naked like you might as well be because it's just like it's it's hard to breathe it's just ah like i remember getting like just really angry because it's like you just (laughs) you just have to tense up and like you know i didn't know any wim hof like maneuvers back then so i'm just like like bearing it as much as i could walk into class but they have underground um, so in some of the campuses on other colleges, they have, they have underground uh, passageways so you could get like to and fro because it's sometimes it gets that bad. It's because of that wind chill. Yeah, that wind chill right off yeah, the, the lake wind, is just yeah. Like, the wind would make that. Ooh. Hell no, it's brutal. The coldest I've ever experienced. I think it's like like thirty degrees. 
I've never been anything cold. <laughs> but I bet you've been to, like, I'm telling you right now, I've been to a lot of cold places, and I think that being, like, I've been I've been in Alaska, I've been in really cold Colorado, been, what else has been really cold for me? But I still think that I can recall some of the coldest, windy nights on San Francisco feeling. Yeah, freezing. Wind wood. is what gets you. Yeah, because the wind's hitting you in your face and stuff like that. Ooh, now, hot, I can handle. I can handle heat all day long. Yes. I used to live in Palm Desert, and that was you know, yeah, 120 degrees. That, I don't yeah, do well. Tough I don't me, do yeah. well in, like, way. You guys get weird in the heat, man. <laughs> you guys are so annoying and irritable. <laughs> Ooh, like, I just want to lay down and yeah. then, like, do nothing. I start skipping. Yeah, like, can't. I love it. It feels great. I just feel like you can, you can always... Uh, you know, when you're if if I'm really really cold, I can layer up to try and sure, stay warm. Sure. But hot, you could just you peel down so much and you can't peel down anymore. No. And now you're yeah. just in it. You yeah. have to bear. You're like sleeping in that. That's the worst. Oh, oh bro, one Ugh. summer I was 12 and we went to Sicily to visit my grandparents. This is before they had air conditioning. And the house in Sicily, <laughs> it's a small town or this. No, it's actually a big city, but uh, it's like a it's like a concrete like cube. And we had no AC and it's oh humid, humid. No. So humid. It's like you're me. walking through water. That's how humid it was and hot. And this is at night. So I'd sleep in my underwear in bed and just a pool of sweat would be around me. Oh, oh yeah. I know. Did you guys see Disgusting. what uh, Mr. Beast did the other day? I like. No. Okay. I have always wanted to do this. I still want to do this and I would do it. I, I, the question would be, would you guys all do this? You're putting which us is, on a spot in the air? No. I, he bought a whole neighborhood for his, his like family and friends. So, oh really? Yeah, like I forget what I town. I forget that. what town he's. Hell from. yeah, I would do that. Right, like he just literally like. Bought, I would love to buy a neighborhood. Yeah, like a whole neighborhood. He bought all the houses up in it. Imagine for, how awesome like, some that would of be. his staff, family, and friends all to live there. I'm Imagine like, how awesome that would be. It, I would totally do that. You do whatever you want. I mean, and you build such a. I mean, you build your community, <laughs> say with all your family and friends. You already. Only problem is everybody would know your business. You know what I mean? Everybody would know everything. Possibly. I mean, I'm friends with my neighbors. He doesn't know half my business. So just because he might. Like if Greenville, I live next, thank you, thank you. It was like Greenville. if I live next door, you'd be like, hey, "Did you guys know that he? Did you guys know that he still lives in his three hundred twenty thousand dollars house? Really? In in uh, North Carolina? Really? I heard him say that. Yeah, interesting. Isn't that wild? I yeah. think he's just, you know, he's probably just trying to ground himself, you know, because he's had so much insane success that it's just like he he's trying to hold on to a piece of that. I think that of, of it's his interesting. Old self. To, I mean, I, I don't I, know. I'm fascinated by him because he does a lot of really cool stuff, right? As far as like his philanthropy work and yeah. everything like that. And, you know, he got he got criticized for that. How stupid is that? Oh, I what? know. Yeah, it's the people were on him for oh, what was he doing? God. He was like giving people um this basic surgery to restore. And eyesight. they were trying to get on him that he because he was going to go viral to do that. Was such a I saw that it was. Such I no, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. He makes money that way, and he helps people. So how's he going to make money and continue to help people? You got to do that. Yeah, I always find it interesting when we criticize people that are doing things like that, that are helping other people. I know. Like just, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What would you guys put in our neighborhood? Let's say we built our neighborhood. How would we? What would be different about it? Oh, <laughs> there'd be a gym, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there'd be a there central be a, neighborhood. There gym. would be a, there would be a community gym. One we'd of the houses, like a we, sick. Yeah, we would literally gut like a house or a lake. piece of and a theater. Yeah. Yes. There would be a movie theater and a gym for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that would be it. Everything else would be Maybe like, like a slip and slide to go from house to house. <laughs> okay, that would be kind of cool if we with built, if the neighborhood was water on, on or Western oil. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would have like those Everybody scooters. Everybody needs a fireman pole to get up and down from uh, the second floor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, now here's what would be tough in that situation. If you we have crazy water gun fights all the time. If you yeah. did something like Prank that, is everybody probably has 
an aunt, uncle, mother-in-law, or someone that you wouldn't want in your neighborhood. So yeah. how do you like? I would blame it on you guys. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> just, easily. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm hey, not inviting them. I know yeah. we bought this neighborhood, and you know everybody in the family's coming, but Adam and Justin just they don't want you guys here. So. <laughs> yeah. I lost the vote. You know, sorry. I really wanted you here. Yeah, but oh it's all because you know? that would probably be the hard conversation. You have right? to do that. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's, there's got to be some. Fight. Did you see that guy that won the lottery and he showed up to get his winnings wearing a scream mask because he didn't want none of his family and friends to know? Really? Yeah, dude. Smart. That's, yeah. Well, isn't what's there's stats on that of like how many how much the family ends up getting and stuff like that. Like, how many I think people- some states require you to show your identity. Yeah. Mm. Unless there's like a way you could do it where you hire a lawyer. So did, did they make it too so they didn't have to report the name? Yeah. 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 So they can keep that well, imagine, anonymous? Like, you know there's people that come out of the woodwork. Okay. Of if course. you was publicized, you won $100 million, you know. You'd oh, have people yeah. come back. Hey, no, that's Justin, the move. Yeah. What's going on? All right. You know what it reminds me of? Let me ask you guys this. A random person from high school you haven't talked to in years sends you a message. Oh, God. What's happening? He's MLM. Hey. Every time. <laughs> MLM, bro. Let me tell you about this oh business so opportunity. How you been, man? Haven't uh, talked to you in a while. How you investing? I'm doing good. Have yeah. you heard of uh, acai berries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah some shit oh, like my By God. the way, there's several states that allow you to be anonymous when it comes to lottery uh, winnings. Yeah. Oh, it's a state by state? Thing? Yes, yeah. it is. California requires dis- full disclosure. Of course they do. Of course, uh, of course they do. California. Yeah. Dude, Why? Like, it's so stupid, what are we good dude. for, actually? Huh? What are we good uh, for? Other than our weather. Just and like, the environment. Yeah, the, like yeah. The, the actual like land itself. I mean. They, they try and destroy it. I mean, our innovation has been ama- amazing. We, you know, we're the, the home of, of tech. I mean, now it's it's spreading all over the world. But Yeah, but he was like talking about government, I think. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, we're just terrible. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that was a good right. point, though. I mean, I, we, Silicon Valley is is become like, obviously, it will be talked about and taught about in schools, you know. You know, uh, California, though, when that was now. born, California was not the same kind of state. It was a very uh, kind of free state in that sense. That was the old attitude, right? Let people do what they want. Yeah, um, that's what drew we right actually here. had. Yeah, we actually had. You had Hollywood. You had, then in turn, it's Silicon Valley. Yeah, like, yeah, you had a lot of. Innovation. And we all we had we had um, some of the largest uh, what's it called uh, voucher systems for schools at one point in California. Mm. And then went full in the other direction. We had a voucher system. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, California did used to do that back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah. So why do we do away with it? Well, there's lots of arguments as to whatever, but um, I don't. I mean, I, it, I think because I've heard you talk about that as a as a, a solution. So the, the yeah, it the, makes sense if a shitty school. If you first of all, here's here's a deal. I'm thinking about the person that has no options. Yeah, the, one of the people talk about the wealth gap and disparity. The biggest disparity you'll ever see in your entire life is public schools. Go to a public. Go to the public high school in Los Gatos. Have you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. My business was over there. It looks like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. It does. Okay. Yeah, it's then go to a public school uh, in you know some rough parts of Oakland or somewhere else. Look at the difference. <laughs> Very different. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with the school you're by. So if you're like struggling and you want to give your kid a good education, this is public by the way. There shouldn't be that big of a disparity. You got you got your kid. You want to send them to good school, but you're stuck with this shit school over here uh you should be able to take your kid and be like the state's paying for it so i get to i should pick be able to pick the public school they go to they mm-hmm. don't let you do that mm-hmm. i think it's crazy what is the argument for us taking like uh the the private sector out of it like or making it like pulling capitalism out of like the school system like i feel like if it was a competitive market one, you'd see the increase in pay for potentially for teachers. So you'd see that you'd see better, better teachers, better scoring, better. What, why, what is the, what is the well, argument for? You, okay. So 
here's somewhere where typically and then you and then by the way with that structure yeah. you do vouchers for people can't because i know the argument oh well then not everybody could if it cost everybody money to do it well then you give vouchers for people yeah. that make less than x amount of I dollars i think it's and important that you have um some kind of education that's available to everybody and in studies will show that that's actually a better use yeah but you know okay let me just pause you right there in this time and era that's so silly to me well when, no, no, when no. it's like it now it's becoming different it's becoming interesting now because now access to information is so yeah. expensive that the whole system needs to change but this was in the past right but i do agree that uh that i think there should be i still think there should be something available to everybody but I do think there should be some market forces. I think if you're a parent, and you don't like a school, you should be able to take your kid and give that money to another school. And if that school gets too full, well, great. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to duplicate that and system. And schools that are that are that do really well are rewarded financially mm -hmm. for the success of that. And then you get the teachers get paid more, yeah. and then, so then it becomes competitive that you want. Which also too would be great for rivalry with like sports and things. I just think that like that would create this great it would great yeah. competitive healthy com competition amongst. Districts and schools, like I just, I think so. And teachers should get paid better for better performance, yes. getting more students, having parents want to bring, and and teachers who do crappy should get less money and and maybe get fired. It's hard to fire a teacher once they get tenure; mm -hmm. they just kind of shuffle them around. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, so I don't know, but the, but here's a positive with public schools is they're required to educate your child. Private schools are not. So I have I have friends whose kids are really tough. They've got learning challenges and they're just, they're tough. They're just tough kids. And they get kicked out. Private school kicks them out. This one picks them out. Now the whole diocese of this area, sorry, your kid can't keep coming to our schools, but public schools are required to oh, wow. try to educate them, required to try to help them. So that's a positive, I think. Because if you're one of those parents, you're like, well, fuck my kid. Yeah. I know my kids, little <laughs> shit, my but what do I do, yeah. you know? Type of deal. So yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't, I don't know how much of a positive I think that is. I mean, if your kid is so fucked up that he gets kicked out of every fucking private school, bro. Some of the stuff is is sometimes it's not something that you can handle. There's there's uh, mental issues yeah, and disabilities, disabilities and challenges sure. that that can be really hard. Like the person I'm talking about. That's that's really yeah. That's a lot of what it is. Uh -huh. It's not like yeah, and but public schools are required to educate them. So I think that you know that's good if you're if you're that person. You're that's you're gonna need that. Otherwise, you're stuck. And then, what if you have to work? Now, you, now you like, where's your kid going to go? Hmm. You know, type of deal. Hmm. Tough, tough, tough situation. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. And so. speaking of kids, <laughs> I have all the answers. I do. No. Uh, speaking of kids, uh, bro, this is so funny. So I, I keep talking about this course that I'm taking with uh, with Jessica You're on EMDR. No, not that. Not <laughs> not lasers and MDMA. <laughs> no, a course for children, right? To oh. to learn, you know, how to work with kids and stuff. Guys, is this why you're never here? Is you got so much other stuff you're doing? You got all this got, stuff you got going on. I just on, got bro. four kids, bro. That's all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got nine kids, man. <laughs> kids. So um the this this course talks about how when your kid doesn't want to do anything, your toddler, ask them why, rather than trying to force them. Oh. I talked about this on with Adam. Yeah, I talked about this on a show that episode hasn't come out yet. But it's so crazy. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of this. Do you remember when you learned in sales, when you learned that sometimes people throw shit out and it's not really an objection? Mm -hmm. So trying to, to to counter it just creates all these roadblocks to potentially getting the person to yeah, you work with the trainer. The yeah, like I remember, I've talked about this many times, giving someone a tour of the gym, it's prime time, it's January, it's packed, and the you know person's like, oh my God, this gym is so packed. And then my instinct is to like counter it. Well, actually, mm. it's not as busy during it's the summer. It's not always like this. Yeah, there's plenty mm. of equipment available. And instead, one of my mentors says, why are you countering that? It's not even an objection. Just agree with him. And I did. And the person's like, it's so packed. I'm like, I know, right? And then that was it. It was done. Yeah. This is this reminds me of that. So, you know, I, I was going to go outside with Aurelius. I'm like, Aurelius, put your, it's cold outside. Put your jacket on. 
I don't want to wear my jacket. And I'm like, oh, I remember the course. Now, normally I'd be like, put your jacket on. Otherwise, we're not going to go outside. But instead I said, well, why don't you want to put your jacket on? I don't like the way it feels. You want to try a different jacket? Okay, let me mm -hmm. put it on. Yeah. <laughs> like so stupid. It was like the dumbest thing. Yeah, yeah. Just to ask them what's going on. In that same vein, I feel the same thing too about uh, as a parent learning to be uh, stoic in those moments when they, they emotionally react over yeah. stuff. Part of what feeds into that and what causes that behavior to continue to happen is our reaction many times. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if they, you know, start to throw a fit or get all emotional or something like that, and you can stay stoic in a, in a, in a moment like yeah. that. At, at one point they realize, oh, it's not getting a reaction out of dad and I, he's, I'm not getting anywhere with it. And they just stop. By the and way, it's like you staying just so calm in that moment. Yes. You And, and I, you just, less of them happen because you're like that. No, that is so true. However, it can be so. Oh, it's hard. Oh, it's wait. very hard. So it's, is there something that your kid says, because I can do that really well with my kids unless they're doing something to one of their siblings. Like we were in the car the other day. Mm. And Aurelius and Dolly are in the back. And I, I'm pretty good with this. Like Aurelius will do something, try and get in a reaction, and I'm chill. But he was in the back, and he would scream real loud to get his baby sister to cry, to get a reaction. Oh, God. Because he's making her cry, oh, I felt the rage build inside of me. <laughs> and I was like, and I found myself turning around doing like a dad thing. Like, you better, you know, and Jessica's looking at me, don't react. And of course, what does he do? He does it more. Because he gets a reaction yeah, out of dad. Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you guys have anything like that where there's... Well, I don't have a second sibling for him to be doing that with, so that I don't have that situation. Is so there I... something that, that'll make you... It's harder for you? You know, I don't... There, I'm trying to think of a situation where Max has really got me like that. I'm just... I can't think of a situation where he has acted out like that. We've been lucky when... Um, okay, we had, we had a small moment in time. I remember sharing this on the podcast where um, he uh, didn't understand when we go grocery shopping that the, the the people had to take the stuff to- Oh, to scan it? <laughs> scan it. And so he was getting very like territorial, like, no, it's mine, you know? And I remember that moment when that, then it was just, like I said, again though, like I, that's like my thought was just like, I even though I'm in a public place yeah. and my son's acting out a little bit right now, I can't overreact on it. I just stayed calm and kept repeating myself. Like she has to scan it, we'll get it back. Mm -hmm. She has to scan it and just repeating and just staying that way. And it was a very small phase that was short-lived. Now, what I, I can't help but think is if I were to be more, a bit more reactive in, in, in those situations, would it have been a phase that carried on probably that much longer? Yeah. And would I have that battle? So, probably. um, yeah, my, my, my two-year-old is so, cause I'm very, I don't like authority. Mm -hmm. Jessica is even worse than I am. Mm -hmm. And he just got all of that. Yeah. And uh, like, I'll tell you guys, it's funny. He had a, he had a runny nose and I'm like, we got to wipe your nose. Cause you know, it's coming down or whatever. I got to wipe your nose. No, I got to wipe your nose. No, no, no. So finally, and we're out in public. So I finally just grab him and I just wipe his nose. You know what he does? He blows snot out and he looks at me. I'm like, you little. And I wipe it again. He does it again. And he just keeps doing it over and over as I keep wiping oh his nose. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, this kid is You just reminded me, me of something that <laughs> I haven't shared yet that is so funny that we deal with, right? So- uh, this goes all the way back to actually teaching Max when he was first, you know, we were first teaching him how to blow his nose, like to get him to get the snot out and we clean him or what that. And so Katrina taught him to do that, like showing him and stuff. So now when he has like a runny nose or something like that, we'll, we'll be like in the living room, Katrina's in the kitchen doing something, I'm playing and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he'll start going and then just, he'll just keep Make doing it, it until you go get the tissue. So, and many times there's not something anywhere around. And I mean, he won't stop. He'll just keep going until the shit's like running down his face. <laughs> and you hear it because he's aggressively doing it. And it's like, you know, he was taught to do that when he's got to blow his nose. 
realize the paper got to be Yeah, there. yeah, he doesn't yeah. wait for you to grab the paper. He just starts doing it as soon as oh. he's as soon as that starts to come on. So that's been a funny thing that we have to try and like I mean in my house now strategically because of this there's like boxes of tissue like in every corner <laughs> in every room so because he will he'll just start doing that and it's like you gotta Kids race great, over there yeah I, I think like the biggest battle i mean for the most part it's been uh, how you react so like whenever it has these like and he's very much like buck the system kind of kid and doesn't like school doesn't like to do the tedious kind of like work that he feels like this is just like i'm just doing busy work dad like i'm not learning anything and he he's already on that level i'm like oh no like you're learning this too early (laughs) (laughs) he knows exactly what is just like nonsense and what when he's actually learning something he he comes back as excited like teaches us like you know what he's learned but then all this other stuff he, he fights us like really hard but like for him it's like moving him from uh, when he's really like chill, comfortable, and like oh. like loves what he's doing and he's into it, yeah. And then we have to like go somewhere, oh. it, especially if it's like it doesn't even matter what it is. I'll be honest. Like yeah. if we just like have to transport him from this state to another, mm. ah, it's like an eruption, dude. And so we've I've had to learn how to like really like you got to set it up. Yes, yeah, set it up. Like paint the vision. Like you know, give him time. Like I have to do it a lot earlier than that's I did. The- Key. previous that's yeah. the that's the key that um because i've we've we've i remember that kind of hurdle of like if he's into a game or doing something then we got to go somewhere mm-hmm. that it's really important that katrina does the time countdown leading up to it so there's not See, this he ab- hates the time countdown. oh yeah he it's str- and he's like dad that stresses me out oh he tells you that he tells me that oh that's so like, you don't count dad don't count and i'm just like dr becky calls these deep deeply feeling kids so yeah. they're kids that He's just that kid. feel a lot. And yeah. that's one of the characteristics is changing environments abruptly yeah. is like, it'll set them off. Yeah. It's, so we, we do with Aurelius, I just, Hey buddy, there's five, I'm going to put, uh, how much time do you want in the timer? He'll pick it and then I'll put it over there and then I'll let him know as it's counting down. And then this is what you do. Mm-hmm. She says before the timer goes off, cause that's, cause that still set them off. Right, let them you know. connect with them with what they're doing. Mm. So when there's two minutes left, I'll sit down with him if he's watching a TV yeah. and I'll talk with, oh, oh, look what, you know, McQueen is doing. Oh, he's winning the Ray, whatever. And then, and then it goes off. And goes, oh, but it's our time. But you don't say anything. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't say anything. I don't go, oh, your timer went off. I just stay quiet and I let him do it himself. In fact, it's the point now where he tells me, Shh, don't talk. Yeah. And he goes and gets the remote control. I turn it off. So yeah. Like, right. I've done that. I'll give him like a little coat or something, you know, like, cause we have to go and, and he'll be like playing. And then he's like, I'm putting it on. He doesn't even realize like what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I'm like putting the shoes like next to it, like sliding them on. He's like, Ooh. and then like, we just, I just slowly manipulate them out. You know what? You know what <laughs> I think? Hilarious. You know what I think that really helps in, in parenting is so. And I, I think of this, that from what I've learned in leadership, is having the attitude of everything is my fault, yeah, right? And so when I have a challenge I mean, with that him- that sets you up to know, okay, well, what can I do? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anytime I have a challenge with Max, no matter what it is, uh, if it, it doesn't go perfectly or smooth, instead of me ever reacting to his bad behavior, what he's not doing, what I want, I take it on as a challenge. Okay, how do I figure this out? Like, how do right. I, That's- how can I be better about this situation mm-hmm. to get the desired outcome that I want? 
versus having this attitude as a parent where I'm just like, I'm frustrated, I'm mad, yeah. or just like- He you, always does it. Yeah, he I'm the boss because yeah, I'm the yeah. parent. So you listen to me. Instead, yeah. it's like, okay, I've got to figure this. I got to figure this Nine out. Nine out of 10 times, you figure yeah. it out. You, you will. I really do think yeah. if you have that attitude, uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that I get it right away. Sometimes it takes like, oh, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Next time yeah. I'll try this. Or yeah, not. apply different concepts mm -hmm. and, but, and constantly you know, uh, be open to- uh, new ways of like addressing the same problems. I, I feel like that's your job as a parent. Yeah. That's ultimately your job is to figure out how to connect with this kid and, and help them feel connected. And that's going to be different from kid to kid. Yeah. Anyway, you guys are pretty good with anatomy. Okay. You guys are trainers for a while. I want Doug pull up this picture. Tell me what you guys think this is. <laughs> Just guess that body part. Do, 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 do. You, guys, uh, you guys see that? That somebody has swallowed something Wait. and they have a, is that a, it's, it's a stomach. That, it's inside. What is that thing there in the middle there? That metal. Yeah, it looks like thing. a little mini. It's like ball. oh, that's that like a, a socket wrench. No, that's like a, butt a cork. That's a butt plug. Oh, <laughs> and wow. Uh, wow. And but now now you. I'm kind of glad that nobody knew what that no, was no, no, right oh, away. Oh, 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 see where the oh, oh, I, yeah, I can see. <laughs> Doug, it now. you see the bottom part there where the legs are. So that's the rectum. But then look how high the butt plug is. Wow, oh, that is. You guys want to guess there. what happened? I mean, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Obviously, I'll give you a hint. It's a metal butt plug. And they went to get a MRI? procedure. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, it pulled it up? It fucking, because you know how strong the magnet and MRI is? I so know. they're like just walking around, just doing their errands with a butt plug? I have no idea. <laughs> An <laughs> MRI is that strong? Bro, if you have a necklace on your neck yeah. and it, it'll oh, pull yeah. it off, it'll yeah. break the necklace or it'll rip through your neck. You know how powerful? I did not know that. Uh -huh. Oh, bro. I mean, I know that they make- You can't you, take you, it you, off. I know you have to take all that stuff off before you go in and do it. And if you stick that. a piece like a metal on a, on a MRI while it's on, you ain't going to pull it off. It's so powerful. Wow. Yes. Some wow. The, yes. Did you know that, Doug? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. How oh, far yeah. does that so, extend, <laughs> that, uh, that, that magnetic, magnetic field? field? I don't know, but if you're in it, yeah. you're getting hit. That's how it works, right? It, yeah. it uses magnets to change the spin or- of your atoms or something. So like what that? if somebody has? Can you not do an MRI if you have like uh, you know screws and 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 plates and stuff like that? And like I believe so. I believe you can't. Okay. Yeah, I think you have to tell them. That's true because if you have like a metal plate or yeah, something, yeah, a metal plate in your head, and, and when if it's that powerful, it almost feels like it would be like kind of pulling you or rip right through your skin. Rip well, that's you. crazy. Yeah. It ain't that powerful. Oh, Doug, Google how powerful is an MRI's magnet? If it did this, it has to be that powerful. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. man. <laughs> so I, I'm. The question I have is, why would somebody feel like I needed to put this thing in before they went that, for their that, MRI? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what people, I want to know. That's the real question. Yeah, that's, maybe, oh, I slipped and fell on it in the grocery no. store, right? Yeah, is but, that, that's usually... But the, I mean, I, now what you can't do that because it's not a carrier. Now, they or, always tell you guys have had MRIs. They always say, make sure you have no metal on you or anything. Do you think the person was like, that's eh, not going to be a big deal? <laughs> or, or they were embarrassed. I better not tell them about this metal butt plug. Or they forgot. Oops, I forgot to take that out. Adam, they forgot. How long have they had that in there? I don't know. I mean, you we just talked about being drunk. You don't feel yeah, any freeze with that. Maybe it was a really drunken, real wild fun, night. Yeah, wild yes. night. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh no, I forgot. Maybe that's why they're going to the MRI. They're like, just something doesn't feel right in this stomach anus area, oh. and I got to figure this out. And so you go in to go get an MRI. No, that's severe internal damage, bro. That's like a missile. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to go to surgery and get that yeah, removed. Right, probably. that's the only way to do that. Holy cow! Yeah, what does it say there, Doug, for MRI? Well, it says it's 3,000 times stronger than a permanent magnets on your refrigerator. That's kind of a, <laughs> not well, that's a very accurate. Uh, how about this? To get perspective that's pretty strong. That. How about this? Can you um, put this? Is it dangerous to have metal on you when you get an MRI? And then let's see what it says. 
but that's that's crazy, right? Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I didn't re- I didn't realize that it was that sh- strong of a. You measure. know that we really we still kind of don't know how MRIs work. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit of a mystery. Do you know that? <laughs> what yeah. they built them, obviously, but uh, what? So, I mean, it's it's like electromagnet. I'm not going to go into like talking about it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't I mean, even want to try. Okay, so what do you mean by that? We don't understand it. how it works. Obviously, we do. We're always, like Justin's. Well, no, we, we know what it produces, but I think what we think it does is it takes your. I think it takes your atoms and it makes them all point in one direction because of the Magnet. I'm probably getting it all wrong by the way. I Someone know, listening right now is like, like this guy's an idiot. Talk about bicep curls. Right. But it does that and I hate when people do that to us. Yeah, by the way. Oh, stay in your lane. Like I'm not allowed we're not allowed to talk about anything else with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is we're just bullshitting. But uh but yeah, does it say anything there, Doug? Well armchair engineers Well, there. yeah, so you should not have any metal, even metal crowns in Ooh, your mouth. Wow. Uh yeah, the vibration can dislodge, bend, and break the dental restoration. Oh my just God. from the magnets. So, Holy shit. And uh, so, yeah, loose metal objects can injure you as that person. So, how found do people out. like that go and do those things? I don't know. Can you, I mean, I would think if you have a metal plate in your head or you got fillings in your teeth, then you would be a bad candidate for an MRI. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's certain kinds of metals too that are more responsive to it than others. Uh, so, anything with like they call it ferromagnetic materials iron, cobalt, manganese, nickel. Mm. So like ultrasound or like a CT scan or something like that would be sort of the other alternative. I guess. I guess yeah, I'm I trying guess. to read how an MRI works. What were you going to ask me about a logo? You were, you were gonna oh, ask yeah. Did you see our new logo on uh, on the podcast logo? Did you see what we put on it? Oh, yeah. I did see that. You see that? No. Yeah. You didn't see that? 100% it? human. You guys thing. did that? Oh, no, you yeah. didn't. I told Doug to add it. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I and no way uh, on the on people hundred percent human made. Hundred people have been screen capturing that. And getting, no way. Getting, Everybody, listen. This is going to be a thing. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. As, just, as, hey, I'm not arguing with you. As AI can, starts to make content and do stuff, uh, you're going to have to choose between real human organic content and um, machine content. Yeah, I mean, that's, we will remain organic. Honestly, that's why I'm like getting so into like. Oh my live god, music. you did put hundred percent human made. That's right. Yeah, that is right. Cool? So I wanted you to do organic humans because that's what it says on, uh, that's what in Star Wars, that's what they, they call them organics. Mm. So the humans are organic. I like how he's looking at Justin right now, trying to pull him on yeah, board. Yeah, no, I, mean, I know. Yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Mandalorian, that's what they do in that episode. Did you ever watch that? Did you ever get to that episode? I'm on, no, I'm getting there though. Did yeah. you watch Silo yet? I or, just, no, I haven't. No, oh, I've been terrible sci-fi guy. I'll tell having you a lot why. of sex. Is I'll tell you why later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's like I'm having so much. I'm gonna sex get there, bro. Trust me. Like it's right up my alley. Dude. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited like, about it. I was so excited that I found like a sci-fi movie yeah. or show before you guys. Are you did, watching so. it still? You still watching it? Well, there's only two episodes tonight. The third oh. one comes out. So, but isn't it, it's on Apple, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the one I don't pay for. You don't have Apple? That's the only one I don't pay for. God, you're so cheap. Man. No, actually, I just forget. That's nothing about cheap. Bro, I just bought a hundred dollar squirt gun. <laughs> Yo, you just bought that? You he bought did. The, he was so excited. He like showed us this. There was this gun. water gun on. Yeah. I got hit by an ad. On, I never buy things on Facebook ads, but this was pretty awesome. It was a machine gun. It does. It look is. Cool. It shoots water. It does. We were cool. talking about that. Like what kids have like available for them now. Like they're so much more powerful. Dude. Like dude, we had. Like you said, water weenies. Water or, weenie like, was like the ultimate those water gun. Crappy plastic water guns crap. that would just. Were you Break. in here when I started having the conversation? I think you left after you said that because we were making comments about, um, you know, when you get older, right? And you start, you, you get to a place in your life where you, you obviously can buy a hundred dollar stupid water gun just because stuff you right? wanted when you were a kid. Yes. Right? So do you ever, do you ever play this game with yourself? Like when you, when you have like a stupid desire like that and it's just like, okay, let's be honest. It's a, a waste. I'm not, I'm probably going to play with it for one day and then never play with it again. 
But then because you're at a place where you can do that and you know, like, you know, 12 year old me would be so mad at myself if I didn't do that. And so you make a purchase like that. Are you like that? Are you like I am? I'm. I'm usually not. Uh, my brother's like that. He's got drones and radio control cars and boats. You know, he's a grown man. Yeah, but you know, to that's his like credit, I got like a BMX. You did, know, that was my. Oh yeah, thing. you did, didn't yeah. you? You bought a BMX. BMX bike. and guitars, and that's usually where I'm like, okay, I was reliving sort of like the '90s. Well, you play though. You play your guitars all the time. Oh yeah, no, I you still oh, ride I, your BMX. I'm addicted. What's I don't that? consider that like a wasteful toy. Do you still ride your BMX? I, you know, I just started to again because, um, so nice. Ethan just got a new bike for his birthday. And so it was like, it brought that energy back oh, in yeah, and, and plus the weather's better now. Say, the, weather. the weather was the big deterrent. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be hitting the pump track. I just hear you. I just, I feel but like can you, watching you do a bunny hop. Like, <laughs> can you guys can you remember, can you remember like, like 12, bikes. 13 years old and thinking about, you know, when you were dreaming of like one day I'll be, you know, rich and I'll be able to do this and that and all the things that you wanted as a, like a 12, you know what I would buy well, if uh, I did that, well, I would buy either a gas powered, uh, radio, radio control car. Those were the shit when we were kids. Did oh, you ever yeah. own one? Oh yeah, never the, a gas the real high powered one. ones. Those RC cars that were like. Yeah. And I was gonna say to my brother's credit, he does play with all these things. So he doesn't just buy them, and he actually uses them all the time. Yeah. But yeah, gas power, dude, or really expensive model rockets. You guys ever play with model rockets? Yeah. You? Those are explosive. So we had the water ones. No, I'm talking about yeah, real, the real ones. Are the way real better. ones? Yeah. yeah dude. So as an adult, I've had both, right? And the wait, only wait, when did you do the model rockets? Huh? Oh, a long time ago, my twenties. Oh, okay. So when the reason why I didn't keep that hobby going is there actually a lot of work to maintain them. Yeah. Every time you launch it or yeah, every you time you race it, it you got to go back and tweak on it and clean it and fix it or else it just, it doesn't, mm. yeah, because they just, they get dirty, they get messy, they get loose, all the stuff on it. So it's like you have to really be into the, the which I have, my, my two friends have remained doing all this stuff. Like we all bought these toys as we got into our 20s and, and, yeah. and kept them. They still mess with them, but they also like in their garage. They have a geek corner, you know. It's like this little corner. Really? Yeah, and they got their drones and RC car stuff all hanging on the wall with all the tools to fix it and repair it, and a little shelf area where they can, you know, geek out on it with their little magnifying glass. This is before and, they had kids too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's weird. Like you go to a grown man's house and he's got that. It's like, Ugh. well, that's the okay. So you know I mean, but if you got kids, I it's get not. It. Like, that's what that. I was asking you guys. That's the twelve-year-old who oh. finally got money and can afford yeah. to go spend a thousand dollars on an yeah, RC I, car. If I think of when I was twelve and like what I would have wanted was probably like, um, uh, like uh, Star Wars action figures, like the entire thing, and like, yeah, all, like I would have been all like buying everything you don't have and those? been like. I mean, I do. Yeah, but, so I was gonna but say, but I kept them. But like, there, it was just up to a certain extent, you know. You and then I pass it on to my kids. You and ever they're play not with them by about it. Sometimes. <laughs> you imagine? I mean, Doug, what about you? You should be a bit of a cheap ass. I mean, so you I was, don't always yeah. you don't always splurge on yourself. So are there, would thirteen year old would thirteen year old Doug be disappointed in? Doug bought in, a radio flyer uh, wagon. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool, actually. No, would thirteen year old Doug be happy with you? Uh, now? Yes. I think so. Oh, okay. Because when I want something, I will typically go buy it. Okay. Even if I feel like it's kind of not really, you know, practical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I go buy things if I really like them. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Remember I don't think. Espresso I don't think machine? The yeah, what, yeah. What no, machine? No. Your espresso, espresso machine. Yeah, yeah your freaking <laughs> bajillion it's dollars. A car. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, the most remember, engineered. Who was it? Was, yeah. it? was it Jimmy Butler? Do you have a samurai sword? Who was carrying the same one? You know, I don't have a samurai sword, but I'm going to, to Japan and I'm going to look at them. Yes. A get real one, one, Doug. A real one. Like really forged. Well, so I don't know if I'm going to try to get an antique one uh, or I may have you know, purchase one that's made, but they're at least $10,000 just for a- 10 grand? Oh, at least. Wow. For a real one? Yeah. So if you get a master swords 
sword maker in Japan to make you a sword, it's going to be a minimum ten thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, and they buy, they got to cool. hold their value then. Oh, they do. Wow! Yeah, oh, I would yeah. love That'd to hold be cool. one. I would love to just hold one. Just to see. I want, I want to cut melons. I want yeah. to do the. I want <laughs> to do the. $10, I want to do the yeah. bodyguard thing. What's that? Where you throw like a sash up in the air and then you just let it fall and it's and it slipped. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember that, that scene? I do remember movie. that. Yeah, yeah I, like, I remember that scene going, damn, that's crazy. That's how sharp. Yeah, those is. things are I very sharp. The music video. Now the average Japanese person can't own one. Really, like illegal. a real one. Yeah, because they're they're sharp and they were confiscated after I think uh, World War II. Mm. Do you know there's a famous story of when the Japanese uh, surrendered? Um, he offered, I guess it's custom to, to give your samurai sword or your sword to the person you're surrendering to. And I don't remember who was the general at the time, the American general. or MacArthur, person. maybe? I don't know if it was MacArthur or the Navy. I don't remember, but they, they t let him keep it as a sign of respect. Like, you know, you can keep that. Kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Would 12-year-old be happy with you? With me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He would. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? No, I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, I know how I just everybody said that. I don't know if it's really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have. Yeah, I think about that stuff. I really do. Yeah. I think about like well, there's times when I'm like on the fence or something like that, and I think, okay, like I logically, I know I'm processing this. Actually, so. no. A Twelve year old would love me. I get as many supplements as I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I work out. You know, I kind of look like I work out when I was twelve. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a cool podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> we're not thinking about that at twelve. You were yeah. not thinking about having a cool podcast. You probably think about though. You want to be talking a lot. Somewhere yeah. And be oh, famous. you talk. So. <laughs> and you make money talking. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That part, for yeah. sure. Anyway. <laughs> so you were going to mention uh, Element. You were going to say something about Oh, I've just been... So, I mean, it was you who always used to talk about doing two a day. Yeah, so did that help? Um, I mean, I haven't had any any issues since since I started doing that. So, okay, I mean, it's... So it's, the cramping or whatever you were getting? Yeah, I, I can't figure out if that's what it was. It's some sort of a strain that I get in my quad. It used to be when I was, I was uh, underhydrated, not drinking enough water. I know I've been drinking enough water, but what I thought it might have been because I started to kicked the diet up where I was started I stopped eating out at all so my sodium intake probably dramatically reduced and then I thought oh I wonder if that has something to do with it and so I've now now I'll drink like a, a packet while I'm here and then I'll add another one when I'm actually working so I out. got a message from mm -hmm. my I sent some element to my aunt um and because she was getting like muscle weakness and this and that she used to be a dietitian and I said you might want to increase your sodium. And I said, you know, it's kind of outdated information uh, on sodium and you probably need more. And I sent her some studies. So she started using Element. She loves it. Notice a big difference in energy and strength and all that stuff. But she also said this, and I forgot that this was a thing that would happen to my clients. Because the water tastes good, mm. because Element tastes good, right? No sugar, mm -hmm. but it does taste good. She drinks more also. She also drinks more water. Do you guys have, have clients like that where if they added yeah. something to the water, they were, because you, you know, you're always trying to get your clients to drink more water. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a tip. A flavor, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was actually one of my hacks to getting people to drink water would be to add something to the water that tastes good. What was it? It used to be like crystal light. Pack. Yes. So yeah, that's what it was. I, guess lot, I had quite a few clients like that that wouldn't drink water unless it like tasted something like something, you know, and it's, it, yeah, you had to really sell it to them. And that was an easier way. But if I had Element or Element T back in the way day, way better. Way better. No way better option. All right. Uh, shout out today. Um, I, I wanted to do a little bit different um, is, so one of the most common things, uh, and by the way, we're not paid by this company or anything like that, so I just want to disclaimer before I go here, uh, that we've been asked since the beginning of this podcast is um, 
ready meals that are ready, right? Whatever you call oh, those. Oh, you got it. Yes, and, you got to mention these people. Mm-hmm. And we people have been sending this to us since the beginning. Like everybody wants us to do it. And we've just kind of, eh, it's not our thing. They're all whatever. gross usually. Yeah, no, they're all gross. It's just like not an area that we've really cared too much. When we got linked up with Don Saladino, um, we all hit it off and uh, he talked about this and we're kind of like, eh. he's like, let me just send you guys some. There's no, no deal. We don't have anything going on. And uh, boy, I've been so impressed with them i love the way it is i love the macro profiles on them they're customized to me they're all customized to us individually they've been sending them to us mm-hmm. the company's called daily dose um my favorite thing right now that he's and he's in each time they've sent me one uh it's been like a, like last time it was like this kind of mud pudding one this time it was a cookie dough yes one. the dessert it's so good bro did you have the cookie yes, dough one? yes i had that Dude, last night good. Yeah, that's why I had last night yeah, too. That's so why. I, I like, that was oh, why it's top of mind. My kids were fighting me for oh, it. Oh, it's yeah. so filling, high in protein, minimal amount of calories in it. It's I don't. I gotta find out exactly what it is. It's, it feels like it's some sort of a oatmeal-y type of yeah, thing that like they make. Overnight oats or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But boy, it's a treat and a half to have. What it I so uh, I I'm difficult with these ready-made meals because I avoid gluten and dairy, and that usually makes it suck for me. They sent me a bunch of meals, all of them gluten and dairy free. Now here's the here's the kicker. They all a lot of these dishes have like sauces that you can add to your dishes, mm-hmm. like dipping sauces or sauces. And dairy free sauces are either non existent or disgusting. Mm-hmm. These are all so good. Oh yeah. Oh really? S- yes. Super good. And I don't know how what they they're either cashew based or nut based oh, okay. or almond based mm-hmm. or something. But they taste like like a dairy dipping sauce. You know, what, you know what else was bomb that I did not think I would like? So salmon's my least favorite fish, and I'm not a fan of like having Did you get that. the salmon cake one? Yes. Did you use the sauce? I didn't even need the oh, sauce. Oh, God. You, yeah, you should have done the sauce. One, it was so one. good. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Did you have the salmon cake? You know, I, I did. I did. Yeah. Salmon yeah. cakes were- And the sauce was great. Was cold, it? Just yeah. straight cold, too. I just mm-hmm. straight out of the refrigerator, yeah. ate it on the way to the game, and it was- Good. Yeah, and listen, this is 100%, full disclosure, we are not working with them. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not paying. We although, don't ever shout. Although, although, Don did say for our listeners that they did give them a discount. So if you use Mind Pump 20, okay, you can get a deal. Oh, on that's it. nice. Yeah, yeah. So for our people, if they do go over there, they use that. There is a there is a discount for He's them. He's such a good guy. Yeah. No, I, he understands how to, how to, how to do No, he did. Thing. I mean, that's smart. I mean, that's how he got us. It's just like, that's how he got a free commercial. Like, hey, listen, right I don't want any. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> hey, that, hey, real talk, though, to our audience. I mean, that's like, I I mean, I'm such a fan of like business like this. Like, um, you got to I mean, woo us. There was <laughs> not even. Yeah. when you woo, woo. Not even that. It's just there was no expectations. Like yeah. uh, he's it, a real good guy, like in real, in like real world. Yeah, everybody else guy. that ever, I mean, people send stuff to us all the time, and they they want or expect, they expect something some, for it. Yeah. Where he literally led with that. Listen, I don't want anything from you guys. I don't expect you to do something. Which that is the way to get me. You know, what I'm saying is to have that attitude, and then just let the product or the thing speak for itself. If I really like it's it, good. I'm gonna it's I'm gonna good, share. Right? I don't we care. got close. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good job, Don. All right, Butcher Box. What is Butcher Box? Well, check this out. It's grass-fed meats and wild-caught fish delivered to your door, right to your door. Each box is perfectly packed and portioned for your needs. All the meat, all the red meat is 100% grass-fed. The chickens are free-range. The pork is raised crate-free. And the seafood, like I said earlier, is wild-caught. They make the best meats available to you for the best prices. By the way, shipping is free. Go check them out. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. And if you go through that link right now, you'll get ground beef added to your box for a year plus $20 off your first order. All right, back to the show. 
First question is from Fulvio Castle. What can I do to feel my chest more than my front delts during inclined benches? Oh, yeah. So good question. So mechanically, there's something you could do. And then mentally, there's something you do. So me mechanically, if you think of the action of the chest and what it does is it pulls the upper arm, the humerus, across the body, right? It's called horizontal adduction. So if you flare elbows out as you're going down, and then bringing them together at the top by keeping it, so keep them out the whole time, um, then you're going to hit the chest more mechanically. But you also want to think about what the chest is doing. So imagine you're bringing your elbows together and your hands together and get that squeeze there. And studies do show that simply thinking of the muscle and the action increases its activity. So those are the two big things. That I can't do uh, seated row for 15 to 30 reps for two to three sets before. Not trying to get sore, in that, but get a pump in your upper back. Mm. Um, to this day, I still, you know, it's, I was just working out at the, at the Fitness 19 two days ago and I was doing incline chest. And sometimes what I'll do, because in this, at this gym, uh, the incline bench is way far away from the seated row and the place was super busy. So I knew if I left one to go to the other, I would You'd lose it. I'd lose it. So I actually grabbed the bar and, uh, from the, the bench before I load it for bench press and, uh, I do bent over rows. Oh, sure. And I see people like looking at me all weird. Cause I'm taking the incline barbell and I'm like leaning over the bench and I'm doing like these rows. Uh, but that's why I'm doing that is because still to this day, uh, even though I understand mechanics really well, it makes a huge difference for me to get a, just a real light pump mm. in my upper back that which is just promote all it's doing is promoting you to stay in that retract you in that position. Yeah, in that retracted yeah. position. Because what happens when we press is the shoulders roll forward. And mm -hmm. when the shoulders roll forward, the scapula rolls forward, the delts take over uh, a lot of the movement and the triceps versus if you can stay in that retracted position as you press, then you'll keep it in the chest. And so a way to mm -hmm. do that is to prime the back and get it kind of pumped up before you do it. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot in terms of being real specific with that. I mean, one just real basic warm-up I'll do a lot of times is um, I'll do like a, a farmer walk, but it's really a posture walk. And so it's it's really the same concept, but it's a little different because of, you know, I'm I'm retracting my shoulders, but I'm depressed. And I'm basically packing my shoulders and yeah. I'm really, you know, extending my chest and opening up and then, you know, like kind of anchoring it down. So it is kind of, in a sense, like just training to, to you know, to, to keep you in that sort of locked position with your shoulders yeah. back and now, down. Now, lastly, what you can do is you can do a few sets of an isolation chest exercise first yeah. just to get a pump in the chest and to feel the chest. And that what that does is when you're doing the incline, it allows you to connect more to the chest muscles because they're pumped already. They're a little bit fatigued. And that'll help you adjust your technique and your form to, to feel it more. So if you're doing a another little tip in regards to the or adding on the kind of the tip that I gave. Um, so I a lot of times I pair chest and back. So if I'm doing a split, I love chest and back days together. Uh, or if I'm running a full body routine, I always order it like this. So I always do back first. Mm. So if if I if 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 it's a full body routine and I'm doing chest and chest and back, I will order the 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 back exercise first to promote the retraction of the shoulders and get my upper back pumped up. And that makes a huge difference. Or if I'm doing chest and back, I'll do all my back stuff first and then I'll go to my chest. And that helps promote what I'm talking about. Next question is from Guitara MBA. 
What should I do if I want to train hard but still be healthy hormonally and have a healthy menstrual cycle? You, you know why I like this question? Because what this person doesn't realize is the context of what hard means. First of all, can you train hard and be healthy hormonally and have a healthy menstrual cycle? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hard is depends on the person. It just needs to be appropriately hard. The right dose. That's all it is. But yeah, you could train hard, but you have to define what that is and it has to be appropriate. So- is lifting 50 pounds hard? Well, if you're five years old, it's real hard. If you're me, it's not that hard at all, right? So your workouts can be challenging, but they must be appropriately challenging. So then that, that, that begs the question, well, what? how do I know if it's the appropriate intensity and volume and all that stuff? Well, a couple things. One, you should feel more invigorated at the end of your workout than you did before. So you should not feel like you survived your workout at the end. You should feel like, oh, I feel great. I have more energy. Two, a little bit of soreness is okay. A lot of soreness means you probably overdid it. So soreness that lasts a day or so, probably okay. The kind of soreness where it's, it hurts to the touch and it lasts mm. for several days, you overdid it. Those two right there are pretty good, you know, ways to kind of you know direct you in the right intensity. Yeah, another way is just becoming more aware of your your rest, recovery, and and how you're fed leading into these potentially hard workouts. Uh, you know, I've been, uh, Aura finally sent us all a bunch of rings. I've been wearing mine for the last week or so. One of the parts I like best about it is it's, you know, HRV portion of it and like telling me, you know, how am I, and then my sleep tracking, right? So mm -hmm. the combination of my HRV with sleep tracking gives me insight on how well rested and recovered I am. And it gives you the score. Now, like any of these tools, I don't go like, oh God, it says 60, yeah. I can't work out or I shouldn't do it's this. It's not really determining your That's right. It's not like it. determining whether I'm going to train or not, but it does give me another data point to compare to what, like I now have enough, I've had this for two weeks. I've now had enough days where I see like, oh, when I sleep really good, this is about where my score is mm. and this is what I feel like and this is what I look like. Oh, when I have a night where I'm up late, I make bad food choices at night, like I went to the Warrior game the other night, like after midnight, I fall asleep. I had pizza and candy late at night, like just, and you better believe that that night was a low sweep score. I woke up with a low, like HRV, like rating as far as like, Hey, be, you know, train easier today. And so if you, one, you can learn to do that without a tool, but this is where these tools I find valuable is like, you know, and maybe that was a day that you had planned that you were going to really get after it. And in that case, for me, that was a day where I decided, you know, I did like a lot of machine work in the gym sure. and chased more of a pump than I did. It wasn't a heavy deadlift or squat day mm -hmm. because of that. And so, you know, but then I'll have another one where I'll have two days off where I've had, uh, you know, two days of full recovery. I was well wet, fed. I went to bed at a good time. And it's like my readiness was really high. Like, hey, that's the day I'm going to get after that workout. Plus, I mean, I think the the common thought is like to make anything hard, you just have to add more weight and then progressively overload constantly. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to challenge yourself Great and point. make things harder, which, you know, if I'm going to adjust the tempo and really focus on like isometric tension, which then too isn't as damaging in terms of the recoverability to it. So you can do apply different techniques that might not add as much. Um, you know, force that's really a little bit more damaging you have to recover from. Such a good point. So, Justin, I just, to that exact point yesterday, okay, so those who have been following along have heard me probably mention that I got some sort of a strain in my quad. So, unfortunately, I have not been able to, like, heavy squat. It's been driving me crazy. Like, I want to get after it. I feel good about everything else. Um, but because of that, I haven't been able to do that. So, yesterday, I did um, bodyweight squats BFR. 
and you know sweating got a great pump from it everything like that but that that level of challenge and intensity for my body like i could totally yeah, it was, appropriate. Be a far, was, a, yeah, was appropriate forever. but a great way to mm -hmm. find a way to make something hard without necessarily just loading all the time on the bar which is how we think many times the last leg workout same concept except for i didn't do bfr i did single leg deadlift and toe touch stuff like which you know for a guy who doesn't always get do mm -hmm you know, body weight stuff or stability stuff, again, was sweating and it was really challenging. My, my legs were actually sore from doing just that. So yeah, there's plenty of ways to increase intensity, make a workout hard without always like hammering the weights and going super heavy all the time. Next question is from Stabler Brian. What are the best lifts when introducing your younger kids to lifting? My eight and seven-year-olds have begun to work out with me in the garage. I've started with weighted step-ups, dumbbell rows, dumbbell chest and shoulder presses, but wasn't sure if there was more appropriate exercises to body start weight. with. Yeah, well, body weight stuff. Yeah, generally speaking, mm -hmm. if the child can, can perform the exercise with good control and stability yeah. and mobility, then it's appropriate. It's appropriate. That's appropriate. So that's, that's how you say, like, can they do it with good balance, stability? Do they look like they're in control? Um, then it's then it's appropriate. Now, that being said, Adam said, the, the, I mean that's 100 is uh, do closed chain body weight movements. Those yeah. are the best movements to do for kids because it teaches them it, they develop better body awareness and control than they would if they were using dumbbells and barbells yeah. at a young age. So instead of doing a bench press, do a push up. Instead of doing a pull down, do a pull up. Instead of doing a shoulder press, mm -hmm. do a handstand. Like you know, body weight exercises um, are better at younger ages for getting them ready to lift weights later on. Yeah. And to that point, like, that's why I really love a suspension trainer is like a first kind of introduction because you can manage somewhat of like the intensity of it um, and uh, work your way towards uh, more challenging uh, angles with it as well. So, um, you know, just body weight rows with the suspension trainer is a really, you know, good one and, and uh, chest presses and things. And then you kind of like work your way up towards the pull-ups, towards the dips, towards all those mm -hmm. other really valuable moves. But um, I really like to do that in terms of getting them uh, aware of controlling their body and being able to maintain these positions. I love a suspension trainer for a kid because of that, those reasons right mm -hmm. there. And you can make, you know, you can make a push up more difficult uh, on it. You can uh, progress like a, a body weight squat to a single leg pistol squat with a suspension trainer uh, supported. I mean, they like, can go from beginner to advanced with the, with the yeah, it. Yeah, you can really, you can really challenge them um, and and make it fun. I, I love doing challenging things like kids, like like stability stuff, like mm -hmm. balancing on the leg and toe touch, and you know, don't get hung up on the things that we do as adults a lot of times. Of like, oh, you need to have this week needs to be twelve reps, and this week needs to be. It's yeah. like have fun with it, make a game out of it. Or how many in a row can you get without you know losing your balance and doing things like that? Um, I think would would benefit them before I just move them straight into doing you know dumbbell pressing and curling with weights and barbell stuff. Not that that's wrong. It's just that that would better serve them to yeah. lay a better foundation for you know you know barbell dumbbell stuff in the future. Next question is from L Cole Ten. What should you do in anabolic if your hip flexors are hurting while doing sit ups? You know, when you when you watch someone do a sit up or a crunch, it's for the average person they they have a tough time differentiating between hip flexion and lumbar flexion. Okay, so if you look at somebody standing straight up and they bent at the hips versus bent at the lumbar, um, it's two different muscle 
you, you know, recruitment patterns. Mm -hmm. Bending at the hips is hip flexors. Bending at the lumbar is the abs. So whenever you're doing an exercise uh, for your abs, think of that. So it's like, and I see people screw this up all the time, especially with leg raises. They'll do leg raises, and really what they're doing are hip flexor raises. It's the rounding of the lower back. That's what the abs are doing. The abs are connected to the bottom of the rib cage and the pelvis. So it brings the rib cage closer to the pelvis. It does not flex you at the hips. That's the hip flexors. And because ab exercises are bending forward, whether you do sit-ups or crunches or reverse crunches or reverse sit-ups or leg raises or whatever, it's easy for people to confuse the two. But you have to really focus on and understand what the abs are doing to make an ab exercise effective. Otherwise, and this is so common, it's so common that people do ab exercises and really work their hip flexors oh. through full range of motion. And the abs are just serving as a stabilizer during that well, whole time. Well, you really broke this down in the YouTube video. I was just the hip say, flexor deactivator. So I would, I would focus on watching that video, breaking it down, really try to mimic uh, the way that you know Sal's teaching it in that video. To, that's an old video too. Yeah, yeah, to be able to feel it in your abs. It is, and we haven't talked about this on the show in a long time, so we probably have a, a large portion of the audience that hasn't heard me reference that. Um, one of the first things I recommend to my family, friends, anybody when they ask me fitness-related questions is to go to YouTube first and literally put mind pump in first and then the question that you have. You literally put mind pump hip flexor. You don't even have to put the full question. Just put mind pump hip flexor, and you'll see a ton of videos that Sal has done in regards to this Uh and we've we've tried our best to make sure that most of this stuff has been a, been addressed in there. And so, if you don't search like that, um, you're you're probably missing something that's perfect for totally. you. Right now, there. for someone watching who's like, I still feel under my abs, even though I'm doing it, you know, like you guys say, wrong. Well, the abs are stabilizing the spine, mm -hmm. so you're gonna feel it, but you're not working them through a full range of motion. And if right. you really want to develop your abs, you got to train them like any muscle. You're just stabilizing. Yeah, them. you want to train them through a full range of motion. Look, if you like Mind Pump, head over to mindpumpfree.com. And check out all of our fitness guides. We have free fitness guides that can help you build your body, burn body fat, and just improve your health. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump Stefano, And Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.